Hello, classmates, and welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class Gab and Chatter Edition for Saturday, November 26th, 2022. I'm your host for today, Pete. I'm Joseph. And I'm Tyler. And on this episode, Tarantino is taking his talents to the small screen. And has the world had enough of Taika? We say no. Plus, Jake Gyllenhaal has a short memory. And Potion Seller the movie? And Bob in, <laughs> Bob in and Bob out over at Disney. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't you want to know? Oh man, that's what we in business call a tease, baby. Potion yeah. seller the movie. Potion seller wow, the movie. That old YouTube gem. Yes, and Tyler, you know you know the potion seller video. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. You can't handle my potions. I, I they're have, too strong for you. No, no. <laughs> I, I have no idea. That is a classic YouTube video. Oh, we, interesting. Y- yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so, you know what I have noticed though is you two are clean shaven. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one who has the beard now. What do you mean? I'm clean. I'm always clean shaven. <laughs> oh, well, that's Joseph true too. is physically <laughs> incapable. <laughs> this is my no shave November. Yeah. I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I was just doing it out of laziness. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said, you know, it's, I was. I looked through some. You more. also weren't nutting the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, t- gallons. No, <laughs> Tyler's on no nut 2022. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we're streaming live today on Twitch. Hello, Twitch family out there. Hello, loyal yeah. podcast listeners that are not watching us live. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but our the link will be on the video. VOD link will be in the show notes. So if you want to look at our gorgeous ponums and Tyler's uh, pube stash that he has, <laughs> you can come and take a look. Mustache looks pretty good, actually. It does. It yeah. does, yeah. I, I, I was actually complimenting myself uh, the other day. I was like... I think it's good to compliment yourself every once in a while. You the it's you, very rare that I do. The lower lip is uh, very marinesque. <laughs> yeah, you just need to like shave your neck so you're not turning into a neck beard. Uh, you're definitely yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that might that that I might take your advice on that. Yeah, trim the neckline, shave right below every three days. It's like a Drake uh, shaping going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, we wanted to talk to the the listeners, the loyal listeners. That this is going to be our last episode of 2022. We're taking yeah. Christmas break off after this Thanksgiving weekend, which we're in right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to take off all of December, and we're going to come back first month or first week of the new year, 2023. Yeah. So yep. we'll be back for the observed New Year's Day, just December or January 2nd, I guess, the Monday. Yes. Yeah. So, you know what? It is what it is. Hey, we well, all deserve a vacation. That's right. We do. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, literally, literally every Saturday, every Saturday, watch watching movies, talking about them on this uh, on this damn podcast. So <laughs> I don't think we even took a single like. I don't think we skipped at all this year. No, I think we went straight through. And we'll yeah. be uh, this will be episode sixty one of season two. So we'll come back season three. Um, even though this is year three of, isn't this? Yeah, yeah it's year th- about year three. They yeah, all we, just blend. We went together. about a year and a half of in season two was about a year and a half long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and each and each episode I count as each week I count as one episode. Or like an anime, or like like a, like a One Piece. It just keeps going. Yeah. So many episodes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fun. So um, so for now, let's uh, get into some uh, Gavin chatter. Find some charity, lad. Now's the time for Gavin chatter. Gavin chatter, movie news, and if you might see, we have some beautiful merch. Tyler, hold up your mug. Oh yeah, it's our my favorite color. Official middle class. Oh, middle in class mug, white and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, 
and t-shirts. Yeah, we get, we're, we're plugging it That's today. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> hit, hit the show notes, go to the merch store, get your own uh, merch. It uh, helps us out with the hosting fees and whatnot. So yeah. Joseph, what do you got? Um, okay, I got a couple things. One's not really a new story, just an observation that I had uh, oh. the other day, a realization that I had when I was scrolling. Um, when I learned about Taika Waititi's next movie, Next Goal Wins, which is coming out next year, which is like like done with production or in the middle of production, but it's slated for release next year, which is about a Samoan uh, soccer team. Soccer or maybe, soccer maybe, or maybe rugby. rugby. Um, I'm never sure what footy is. And, yeah, <laughs> um, and um, and basically, Samoan soccer team. It's a it's a true life event that happened to a, a soccer team in like I think the early two thousands or something. They crashed a plane, had to eat each other. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that was Chilean. I think. Uh, yeah, that is, that's alive. The movie. Yeah, um, but uh, that's slated for next year. Um, that's one thing that's slated for next year, coming from director Taika Waititi. But on top of that. If you look on his IMDb page, um, in production, there are listed uh, one, two, three, four, five different projects, whether they're movies or TV shows. Mm-hmm. And, and on top of that, um, this is not listed under production. It just is listed under 2025, which is Taika's Star Wars film. Oh, wow. Um, oh, my gosh. And so if you add that, that's six different projects that he's either in various stages of production or pre-production on. Um, but as far as IMDb is concerned, all five of these movies, which are Akira, the Akira uh, oh, remake. The li- the li- really? The live action one. Yeah. Yes. Tower of Terror. I don't know if that's related to the Disney ride. It ha- yes, it is. Okay. Uh, Time Bandits. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. The Incal, I think is how it's pronounced. The Incal and then Interior Chinatown. Mm. are mm. five different projects that are simultaneously in production according to IMDb and uh, I think two of those are remakes Akira mm-hmm. and Time Bandits and Tower of Terror yeah. which is already a movie a Disney movie no, like, that's a haunted, that's a haunted that, mansion isn't it yeah the haunted no mansion. there was a Tower of Terror movie was it really yeah wow. there was and then there was a ride and it was also starring Eddie Murphy <laughs> uh, no I think it starred Steve Gutenberg actually oh god <laughs> um, and that was a Disney like channel movie oh okay um, so this might be a Disney Plus movie. Who knows? Mm. Uh, but yeah, that the sheer amount of work that this man is uh, taking on, and I don't really, you don't really insane. see a whole, whole lot of shorts from him either. Is no. he is he dying? Like, is that why he's <laughs> no, doing he's, so much work? He's burning the candle at both ends while the good and's good. Mm. Honestly, I think he just enjoys making movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like I mean, if you watch any of his movies that are not, I guess. Marvel movies or the Mandalorian episodes or Disney related, mm-hmm. they are like they're mo- they're like movies that came out of like his own mind, like he's written or Jojo Rabbit. I think was based on a book. I think, um, but like they're movies that he they're personal movies. Yeah, they're more personal to him. And like this next one, this next goal wins is like it seems like it's very closely related to his own culture. Even though I think he's more Maori than he is Samoan. Yeah. Um, but I don't know his heritage. So mm. it's definitely more in line with his culture and his, not homeland, but his area, Polynesian mm. Polynesian world. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm excited for that movie. It's more, it's not anything like, uh, like, a, like Eagle versus Shark or. Yeah. Quir- it, quirky comedy. This is more yeah. of like a historical drama with, you know, we don't with a Taika flavor added onto it. So yeah. who knows what it's actually going to be like. I hate to say it, but there is a little bit of 
taika fatigue that's setting in with me it's like i love all of his projects that i've seen but there's so there's a lot of it and it's so not even not even the stuff that he's helming but like his character in uh free guy was pretty insufferable did not like <laughs> um his character and what was the other one that i saw him in recently but he's he does little cameos in most of his stuff yeah and he's better when he's playing in my opinion he's better when he's playing the demure maybe outcast the goofy role rather than like the douchebag playboy role because Mm -hmm. there is a little bit of it when you see like interviews with him where he's definitely got that like cocksureness to him that he never had before he was like this blowout person so he's earned it so you know good for him but it's like i feel like some of the charm is bloom is off the rose a little bit for me where i'm like give me the the priest from hunt for, for the wilder people right that character is so funny and it's just a little bit and then you're gone yeah yeah you know i love i love the that dad thing. from boy a little goes a long yeah, way the ba- dad from boy was really it, more of a, a central role viago <clears throat> from fuck <laughs> yes again more of a central role but fucking great yeah and it's it's great that he still does do projects like this that are not like because he's definitely a household name like more people are aware of taika mm-hmm. like when i watched eagle versus shark for the first time I had no idea who he was. I don't think a lot of people knew who he was at the time. No. Back in know. 2006 or whenever that movie came out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and now he's like, the glow up yeah. is insane mm. for him. He's definitely also is in a physical glow up too because he was a good looking bloke in his early days. But now he's like this Steve Carell silver fox, you know. I know. Yeah. He's a... He's a. I might have to change one of my hall passes. Is what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> he's a. He's a Maori god. John Stamos, and, you're out. He's a Taika Waititi in. He's a Polynesian a hunk. Like, um, but no, I love I love Taika and I love his humor and I love his writing for for movies that I think that are I guess not the the general audience type movies. Have you seen Love and Thunder yet? Thor: Love and Thunder. I have not watched Love and Thunder yet. I'm very hesitant. I'm afraid. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard a lot of. I've heard a lot of mixed things. Most of them not so good. A lot of a lot of the what I've heard about is that it's just too goofy. Mm-hmm. That it's just too silly. Yeah, and that Christian Bale's performance is the best thing about it because he took it seriously. That's that's definitely my my biggest. And like, that's uh, and that's a weird factor of seeing and that, it. And that's an interesting contrast to have Christian Bale, seasoned actor, in a serious, scary t- looking role. And then be surrounded by like goofy. What looks like a circus, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks. uh, I'm interested to watch it, but not like soon. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, maybe we should do a watch party. Yeah, maybe just to pull the bandaid off. (laughs) Um, Cool, awesome. But yeah, he's got a bunch of projects. Akira. I'm really curious to how that looked that. How that's gonna look? uh, Because that movie is fucking weird. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it is really weird. (laughs) And I don't know how you would translate that to a live action. <laughs> they're they're going to, I wonder if they're going to keep all the same names, Akira and Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Canada. Um, yeah. And all the disgusting things about it is a weird glowing, growing blob at the end. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so weird and disgusting, but, uh, you know, it's iconic. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, what Taika's going through right now. Cool. He's, awesome. He's uh, got a busy uh, few years ahead of him. Oh, yeah. Um, and my next story is was kind of interesting. I first saw this idea, uh, this this story pop up when I was uh, scrolling through TikTok, actually. Mm. And, you know, on TikTok, you get clips of, like, podcast shows. Yeah. People, like, we upload sometimes. And, uh, but this was the on the uh 
on a Tom Segura podcast. Okay. So Tom Segura had Quentin Tarantino on as a guest. Damn, and, what a get. And I know it's kind of interesting that this comedian, stand-up comedian, got Tarantino to come on his podcast. And this podcast is really popular. It, it's one of the more popular ones on the planet right now. And Tarantino's on like a media frenzy right now because he released that book. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. And um, on that podcast, Tarantino reveals that he, revealed that he uh, is going to shoot an eight-episode TV series next year. Hmm. Um, and on that specific clip, uh, that TikTok that I watched, <laughs> Tom Segura was was like, "Oh my god, really? Like, can I read it? Like, like, like can I read it?" <laughs> and Tarantino was like, "Yeah, I'll send it to you." And, oh my god. And uh, so that's as far as I got with that part. Tom Segura, I'm sure he read it, uh, possibly. But uh, he Tarantino is returning to TV. Mm-hmm. He did direct two episodes of CSI back what in, the fuck? in 2005. <laughs> Hold on. CSI? Of CSI. Of wow. all the TV shows, he couldn't have directed, like, Twin Peaks or something? <laughs> I, it would be, I mean, it would make sense, right? <laughs> It would make sense. And he was also... Deadwood or something. uh, There were reports back in February that director was in talks to helm installments of FX's Justified Revival. Like Revival of... That would be good. That show Justified. Interesting. Um, And there's no, like, details about, like, what this show would be about or anything. It's just that he has written it. He didn't say on the show on Tom Segura show? No. Just an eight-episode mini-series. mini-series. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it would be like a recurring thing, if it would just be like just a limited series, just like one season that's done. I mean, it probably. It would probably be that. Yeah. Knowing Tarantino has probably got the story to tell. Yeah. Get it out in eight short hours. I mean, yeah. he kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could have done that with The Hateful Eight because the way they released the extended version of that yeah. was four, four episodes. One, one hour. Second. And that yeah. could have, that could have been like, other than a movie, if it wasn't a movie, it could have been a four episode, you know, TV show. Um, Interesting. And um, so there was not a whole lot other than like that part of it, like saying like he is going to shoot an eight episode show mm-hmm. next year. Um, he, uh, but he was also, he also stated that he was approached to do a dialogue polish of Samuel L. Jackson's 2000 Shaft re- reboot. Wow. But mm. rejected the offer. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, he was asked which comic book he would adapt if given the choice. He said, Tarantino said that he would be interested in bringing Marvel's Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos to the screen. Never heard of it. Sergeant Fury. Sergeant Fury is Nick Fury. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Sergeant Fury follows Nick Fury, portrayed by Samuel Jackson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the escapades of the eponymous, 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 eponymous. World War II unit, which appeared in 2011's Captain America. Uh, and, um, yeah, and he was also going to possibly do a Star Trek movie but um he's, yeah that's tyler talked about that yeah, a long time ago but he's uh steering away from that project Ugh. so that's not going to happen um and probably uh, for the best i guess and so his new book uh cinema speculation which is why he's probably on that show anyway yeah um is uh tarantino's new collection of essays on films that were formative for him so it's a it's a book on other movies mm-hmm. that were important to him i guess yeah there's a lot of pull quotes people are taking from that book and like feigning outrage right now all over like film twitter saying stuff stuff like you know oh yeah there's no movie stars today the best the best decades of cinema was the 70s and the 80s and we're living in the worst decade of cinema right now like what about the 90s (laughs) what about hackers remember that one 
Remember with fucking uh, uh, the last Starfighter? Yeah, I remember that. Mortal that was, Kombat. I think that was Street a- Fighter. I'm just going to name video <laughs> <Yeah>. games now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got Jurassic Park, Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, The Matrix. Like, there's a lot to some good, some good stuff. Some Harry good Potter, stuff. the first one. The first one. Was uh, that in the 90s? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I, I, I want to say it was released in 99, but maybe not. Yeah, I, I think that's I way too early for that. Yeah, I might have been filmed in 99. Maybe yeah. the first book came out in 99. Oh, yeah. Possible. Uh, but that's pretty much it. What I was surprising to me was that he was he directed two episodes of CSI. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is. That's... I'm like, what episodes? Because my parents used to watch that show all the time. Yeah, because he usually has like a flavor to his material. So Yeah, and I'm sure there'd be like a surprising amount of directors who directed some episodes of old shows like that. You know, it's like directed by Spike Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's funny because that's kind of the CSIs and the Law and Orders of the world. Those are um, serialized dramas that people like actors will cut their teeth on too. They'll go in and play yeah. the dead body or the killer on the loose in Manhattan. Yeah. You know, for one episode and then go off to do something else. Brian Cranston did that on the X Files. He was that's how he went. Yeah, met, that's right. That's, that's how right. he met Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was a really great episode of the X-Files. It was. I love Car that chase one. down in Elko, Nevada. He has to keep going fast, otherwise his head's going to explode. Yeah. Uh, he has to go east, though, I think. No, he goes west. west. Okay. They're, yeah, he's they're going, going to the west coast. Got it. Okay. Yeah, we have to go in one direction. And he's like, we're running out of <laughs> like road. The, like the band. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. All cool. right. Awesome. Uh, what do you got, Tyler? Uh, so I came across this uh, article on IndieWire, and it made me laugh out loud just based on the title. It was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal seems to forget Dennis Quaid played his dad in Day After Tomorrow. Um, <laughs> okay. Have we all seen that movie? No. You haven't? You haven't seen The Day After Tomorrow? No. Oh, oh man. Is that like Roland Emmerich? Yeah, it's a yeah. Roland Emmerich film. It's, it's fun. It's very I'm, schlocky. After watching Moonfall, I feel like he's peaked. I can never watch another Roland Emmerich movie because that's the best you'll ever get. Uh, <laughs> not not Independence Day? Uh, Independence Day is actually probably the best. I fucking <laughs> love Independence Day. Moonfall was just trash. Good yeah. trash. So uh, they were uh, on like a press. Uh, Dennis Quaid and Jake Gyllenhaal were on a press junket uh, 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 promoting Disney's latest animated adventure, uh, Strange World, which I heard was pretty good. Strange World. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, so can I interrupt for one second? Yeah, go ahead. First Harry Potter book, 97. First Harry Potter movie, 01. Oh. Oh. They only waited four years to get that. That's book. crazy. Yeah. I thought it came out way earlier than that, like early 90s. Yeah. yeah. No. They didn't wait for it. 90, <laughs> yeah, 97, the book came out. And it was like, Chris yeah, Columbus. Was thinking. Well, I guess it wasn't a Chris Columbus decision because he directed the first one. It was uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, well, and think about it too. It was probably a year of production before that, so they were probably like, two years in, three years into the book release, and they're like, we got to start filming. We got to cash. <laughs> Even that, I mean, probably like the next year, if like Warner Brothers was like, planning hey, planning for it. Excuse me, Miss Rowling. Yeah. You're not problematic, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what's your theory about the LGBT community? They're like, she's like, what are those words? Yeah. I don't, what that that wasn't really mean? even a phrase back then. <laughs> yeah. In 2000, uh, 1998. They, so, they, they, they probably didn't even really care about like problematic people like, like that they're, much. They're like probably only one tenth of one percent of the population are gay, so it's fine. <laughs> oh god. Um, so uh, the reporter goes on to say, "You and Jake obviously played father and son in the day after tomorrow." And Jake 
uh, Jake Gyllenhaal cuts <laughs> in and it's just like, wait, we did? <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. Are that's the guy who played my dad. Like are you him sh- sitting. Are you sure that wasn't, it wasn't like com- like a joke? Like he's well, joke- that, feigning ignorance? I mean. Kind of sounds it, like it that. It could be. But I don't know. It could, it, it could be. How jo- old was he in that? Uh, oh, shoot. Um, well, the day after tomorrow came out in like 04. I think, um, yeah. but uh, they didn't really have much on screen on screen yeah. time together, yeah, yeah. like because uh, Dennis Quaid's character was located um, in another place, and Jake Gyllenhaal's character was in New York, mm, yeah. so they were mostly on the phone. I mean, that's not that's not that big of a mistake to make. I don't think because was when you don't share, yeah, you don't share a stage or you don't share a set with somebody yeah. who's supposed to be your like. Your However, father or whatever. If sure. he was feigning ignorance, it was a pretty funny line to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny acting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a, um, that's really. I mean, I guess you're right. If you're not even like on the same soundstage or whatever with this person, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Dennis Quaid goes on to saying, "It's the first time we've been in the same room together. That's me." And I was like. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. He's like, I know you put those snakes in my house. And so it brings up it brings up the question. I think Dennis Quaid actually did forget he starred in a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. And Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> was just trying to make a joke. And Dennis Quaid was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Were they were they in the same room interviewing together? Uh, yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought it was just Jake Gyllenhaal. They're still also remote. <laughs> they have still to this day haven't met. It was an animated movie. I know, so yeah, they yeah. never have. Yeah. Um, so he, Jillian uh, Hall, also added, "Wow, that's cool. You know, we've been doing a lot of interviews, and you just blew my mind. And I can just imagine Dennis Quaid like sitting there in his head, and he's like, yeah, that did really blow my mind.' <laughs> <laughs> now, he's, uh, so Dennis Quaid is giving off Randy Quaid energy. Yes, Dennis yeah. Quaid is here. <laughs> um so yeah they didn't spend too much time on that on the uh, days uh that climate disaster movie so it's it, it i don't know like so what's the difference between um the day after tomorrow 2012 and like th- all those disaster movies what's the difference is there any difference of none? Uh, besides no. one of them has john it, cusack in it uh, i think that <laughs> i i the day after tomorrow is way better than 2012. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2012 was just an unmitigated disaster. Weird that we're talking about pun intended. It's weird that we're talking about the movie 2012 when we were talking about the Mayan calendar failing us. Yeah, in 2012 before the show started rolling. Well, I'm pretty sure that the world did end in 2012, and now we're in some weird alternate dimension where everything is just going to shit. Like Tyler's living in a dimension where he can just show up 45 minutes late whenever he wants. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to bring that up? You want to bring that up? And not take your shoes off when you come in. Oh, I. <laughs> it's got, okay. For one, there was a series of mis uh, of unfortunate events that led me to lem- be late. It was a lemony snicket situation. Uh, well, I wouldn't call it that much but uh, i apologize <laughs> and then also the uh at the a beta house uh he implemented a new rule of taking your shoes off yes and uh it's a f- very new rule we're going japanese on this bitch is it and, a, is it effective is it working i don't know it's not my rule oh, okay it's Brianna's rule. <laughs> well I, I and plus i was running late so like i just like ran up here as quickly as i could mm-hmm. um however it's a fairly new rule 
And so it, it takes time to get used to. <laughs> I know. I have, I've learned not to wear uh, high tops when I come here. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I wear boots for work and I have to like lace them up my like leg, you know, because they're kind of like high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. They go that high. Eh, pretty high. Like yeah. thigh high. I work the corner. You know? Oh, okay. And, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, I have to take them off. I have like a whole ritual for taking them off and putting away when I go to work. Yeah. So anyways, I apologize for being late and having my <laughs> dirty shoes on. They're not that dirty, though. I haven't worn You're these shoes. Outside, weren't you? Uh, well, <laughs> you know what's outside? A few, a few minutes. Bugs, um, <laughs> other human uh, people. Yeah, that's true. Mud. I don't. That's I don't honestly don't know the point of the yeah. no shoes. I know it's well it's supposed to like not get mud on the carpet or something. I mean, if you yeah. think about the chain reaction, like you wear, you wear your shoes inside, you also walk around uh, barefoot or in socks, and then you go to bed, and so all that stuff is getting in your bed as well, and then it's like uh, you it's know. a paradox. It's a paradox. No, yeah. it's not. It's a if not if you take them off, it's not a paradox. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe I should just start sleeping with my shoes. Paradox on. Martins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so, so anyways, um, I relinquish my time. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, that's it. I only had one news story. I was trying to come up with like a discussion topic, but like I oh, just... I had one, but I forgot. Damn it! What I should I wrote it down. What I don't. It? I don't remember. You forgot it now? I, yeah. I <laughs> like had it earlier in the week. I know I need to I need to start right. carrying like a little notepad with me when I'm doing my job. You know they have no. you have a note app on your phone. Oh, that's too difficult. I'd rather write something down. It's easier. Hey Siri, take a message. That's all you gotta do. I don't trust Beep. Siri. Me and Siri don't have a relationship anymore. Discussion topic for the show. What's your favorite shape? Mm. Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a rhombus guy myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, my stories. Um, there is an obscure old YouTube video that's just called Potion Seller, mm. and if, uh, we've talked about it a little bit earlier. When was it uploaded? Uh, this is in let's see, 11 years ago. It's got 10 million views. It's just called Potion Seller, mm -hmm. and it's a guy named Justin Karitskis. Uh, Mm. K-U-R-I-T-Z-K-E-S Koritskis I'm, I'm going to say First time I watched this video I was dying <laughs> It is so weird It's just a guy sitting alone in his room It's got a light It's dark in the background He's got a light on his face And he's talking in two different characters Back and forth with this weird He's got um, Like a warped filter Like photo booth uh, yeah. filter on his oh, face okay and, <laughs> and I'm just going to play a little clip of it The first, the first bit Hello, potion seller. I am going into battle, and I want your strongest potions. And here's the potion seller. My potions are too strong for you, traveler. <laughs> potion seller. I tell you I'm going into battle, and I want only your strongest potions. This is it for the whole, the whole movie. You can't handle my potions. Whole video. They're too strong for you. <laughs> back, and forth, back and forth back and forth back and forth and they uh, he, it, it gets, escalates it gets angrier and angrier tell you to get your potions why won't you trust me with your strongest potions potion seller i need them if i'm to be successful in the battle i can't give you my strongest potions because all right, so that's, that's basically the, the lay of the land for that video. Well, what, what, uh, why are you bringing it up? Did you just like rediscover it? Like, was it like 
one of those like uh, like aha moments, like when you're in the shower and you're just like, oh my god, that video, I forgot about it. No, that video lives rent free in my head for mm. all times. Oh, okay, I, I say that every once in a while, but I'm needed if I'm to be successful in the battle. <laughs> um, but uh, so the guy that created that, his name is uh, Justin Kuritskis, as I said before, and he is going to be the sole writer in the upcoming Luca Guadagnino production. Uh, Luca Guadagnino, Luca Guadagnino, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's called um uh, I think it's called Warriors Passengers. Hold on a second. I had it. I lost it. And Luca just recently came out with his uh, T- Timothy Chalamet cannibal love story. Call, oh yeah. Call that's me right. by uh, not call me by your name. Um Bones and All. Yes. Just came. And um it was funny when you were bringing up the how um busy his upcoming schedule is for Taika. Mm-hmm. Because Luca's the same way. Yeah, yeah. So this movie is not, it's got a 2023 release date. It's called Challengers. What? It follows three players who knew each other when they were teenagers as they compete in a tennis tournament to be the world famous Grand Slam winner <laughs> and reignite old rivalries on and off the court. Starring, surprise, Zendaya, Josh mm. O'Connor, Mark Faist, and a couple people that look familiar, but I couldn't tell you their names. And written by one and only Justin Karitskis. That's crazy. Such a fucking weird, out of nowhere thing. Zendaya does look like a tennis player. She looks too like thin to be she, a tennis. She's got player. the length though. She's yeah, she's <laughs> she's definitely like the length. lanky. Yeah. She's very tall. I don't know. You ever been you ever been slapped in the head by a tennis player? They got big ass arms. Oh yeah. Yeah, figure strong, you know. Yeah, my ex girlfriend was a tennis player and yeah. It, it's no joke. Yeah. It's no joke. Those hits are no joke. I feel I feel like she's more of a dart player. Like she could play darts. <laughs> yeah like very accurate throws bowling perhaps she is the eight pound ball yeah so <laughs> i i just i don't i it's very personal to me this fucking potion seller video is so stupid and it's so funny i'm glad that he made it yeah is, he that, did. His, <laughs> is that his only like right that would be funny if that was like his only like writing credit like um, he was, uh, let me see, he's, he's, <laughs> Luca's like, I love that video. You're on. <laughs> he, he had a ton of, um, it is his only full feature length writing credit, actually. <laughs> it's it. so far, so yeah, far, so far. So he has a writing credit for an eight minute short called ticklish. And he plays a narrator in a five minute short called boy Leroy. That's his only IMDb credits. Huh? But he is, wow. his YouTube channel <laughs> has a ton of stuff, and he's still uploading stuff. There's something oh, from for him. yeah, there's something from uh, February of 2022 this year called David's Reviews. That's really stupid. I'm not going to play. It's only a minute long. It's it talks about he's, he plays a guy, very simple minded guy, much like the character from um, Good Time. Oh, okay, that Benny Safdie plays, mm. and he runs a review channel where they review anything. But to this time, he's not going to do any reviews. He just wants to tell his ex how she broke his heart and, and gave his life meaning, but he hates her. And then <laughs> so that's the whole video. <laughs> it's very sweet and sad. <laughs> so Justin Kuritskis, we will see. Um, after having the Zach Krieger-led uh, Barbarian this year be such a runaway hit, right, Tyler? Um, <laughs> it, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see more like comedic writers and co- comedic like small-time content creators. I am... Um come in and do I'm stuff. imagining his IMDb profile is just a screenshot from the potion seller video where his <laughs> face is all warped. That's him. Yeah, it, it is him. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Right now he has no IMDb picture, but oh, okay. someone should upload that picture. I think you have for to pay him. for that. Oh, really? Yeah. Bullshit. So, uh that's exciting. And then um in other news, in Disney news. <clears throat> so, 
<laughs> it's that one. It's that picture. It's that picture. <laughs> we just pulled up the picture of his face. Um, in Disney news. So for the longest time, it's been um, Bob Chappick has been the leader of the Disney Corporation. Yeah. He has been. In the punching bag. Yes. So um, before Bob Chappick was Bob Iger. Everybody probably heard the name Bob Iger before. And yep. He, yep. He, he was also CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Bob Iger. Bob Iger, yeah. Bob Bob Iger. Bob Iger. And he, uh, he's been out as the um, CEO for about a year now. Not quite a year, but about a year. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, they decided to shit can Bob Chappick and Bob Iger's back. Yeah. Bob is back, Bob baby. is back. Yeah, that's right. They, they told Bob Chappick. You are so consumed, no talent, mediocre piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> and they kicked him out. You suck. <laughs> so Bob, Bob Iger's back. And what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I don't really care. Well, it's Bob Iger's out. Bob Balaban is in. <laughs> so, uh, Bob Iger, uh, he uh, raised the Disneyland uh, park ticket prices fifty uh, percent in the Bush administration years. So, uh, oh, uh, two thousand and then uh, two thousand five, maybe. I think that's how long he was in office. Two thousand to two thousand eight. Oh, right? 2008 yes. is when, but he, yeah, ra- I think so. But he, ra- uh, so he raised the Disneyland ticket prices. Which President is why- Bush raised the Disneyland. <laughs> oh my God! Hold on. No, I was just. I- <laughs> yeah, him and uh, Bush were uh, co-conspirators in that uh, price hike. And um, now watch this drive. Bob Iger looked at the price of uh, Disney tickets. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. (laughs) Oh, he did. (laughs) He did it. And when he uh, left the company, he got a $45 million bonus and then went on the board. That's crazy. And that, oh, I thought you were disagreeing with me. No, I'm just, I'm just, I can't believe $45 million severance package. Yeah, he got $45 million and then he. Uh, was offered a seat on the board of directors, which has a salary of nine million dollars, and Fuck. he uh, denied it because he oh. got forty-five million dollars. So this is, and, and it's all this whole thing is very reminiscent of uh, the whole um, uh, Steve Jobs Apple thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. Steve Jobs was he was kicked out of Apple as a leader or as a CEO. A social network could be, yeah, a little bit of that too. Except for they never, it's always been. The Zuck from day one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Steve Jobs, he had all, he was the ideas man, but he was the CEO. And everyone credits Steve Jobs as being this visionary, blah, blah, blah guy. Yeah. And as Bill Burr likes to say, he's just some guy that told the nerds what to do. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, make, I want to fucking fit my whole record library in my hand. Do it. Yeah. Egghead. Uh, yeah. Much like Musk, um, except I think Musk did kind of sciencey stuff, but well, he's one really. of the, he's one of the um, founders of PayPal. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's how he got his fortune. That's how he got his hair back. <laughs> yeah, too. that's true. Well, his fortune was inherited from an apartheid from his family. Yeah, from oh. an emerald mine from yeah. his, his oh, Corella-esque mother. <laughs> um, so anyway, so yeah, he was on the board of directors, denied the $9 million for PR purposes. And then I'm assuming like it was pretty uh, strategic of him to uh, have, uh, how do you say his last name? Chapek? Chapek. Chapek. Bob Chapek. I think it was pretty strategic of him to do that because he knew Disney was going like the stocks were like tumbling and so he didn't he didn't want to take the heat. Hmm. So you know it's um the, this whole uh situation reminds me of 
and I wish we had the drops for it because I feel like these would be perfect for this. What's that? Would be uh, Norman Osborn being outed from <laughs> Oscorp. Do you know and, what I've done? Yeah. You, have, you can't do this to me. <laughs> you have any idea how much me? I've sacrificed? Oh, yeah, that's the one. And Chapik is going to be now the new, the Green Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. But you can't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Chappick. I started, I started this, this company. company. <laughs> you know how much I sacrificed? It's okay, Bob. We're going to replace you with another Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um. I mean, what the fuck? What does one Bob do from the other? This white guy's going to replace this Bob's white not guy. working for us. Let's get the other Bob back in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's a very strange, I know, it's funny because like, when I was a kid, I used to look at these like magazines that my parents would get sent in and they were like, uh, Oriental Trading Company or some random ass like magazine send away with cheap shit in there that you mm-hmm. can buy, you know, pencil erasers, buy the dozen or whatever. And um, yeah. there was a whole section of like personalized merch that was like Bob's shirt, Bob's coffee mug, Bob's hat. And it was like, <laughs> what the, why That's, is there so much shit for Bob in here? And That's appara- so weird. And when I was a kid, I asked my parents about it. And they're like, oh yeah, Bob's a really common name. And I was like, I don't know, a fucking single person named Bob. <laughs> but but in, in office space, both of the guys that come in to clean house are named Bob. Mm, they're uh, the Bobs. Yeah. It's a, uh, what's his, uh, John T. McGinley and the other guy. Yeah. Um, the guy from Scrubs. And then, um, and now we have the two Bobs that are the most powerful CEOs yeah. in, in America. Two bobs. Millions and millions of dollars for, I don't even know what they do. What do they do? I don't know. Like, What's their day-to-day? Uh, they're the ones that uh, personally censor the stuff that goes to China. Mm. They're, they're like, making uh, big moves. Yeah. Hey, there's two <laughs> snowmen kissing in the background. They look like men. Cut it out for China. Yeah. You can't, can't have it. No gay snowman kissing. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, what does that mean for the future Disney? Who the fuck knows? But <laughs> that's it. You guys, uh, you guys ready for some... Uh, Streaming picks? Yeah. Movies. You wanna watch a movie? Yes, yes, I do. Disney Plus, oh, HBO Max. If I don't get the pick, show's over. I have grown accustomed to Hulu Plus. Amazon Prime. I like Netflix. You found the pick? Streaming picks, movies that we watched on our streaming services this week that you can watch on your streaming services for the next four weeks. So, Joseph, (laughs) what do you got? Okay, so I watched a couple movies. One, oh, I watched a few movies. One of them is not streaming, technically. Um, okay. One, uh, this first one, uh, since the Christmas season is uh, starting, well, kind of technically, in some people's eyes, it's uh, started already, um, back in, uh, right a day after Halloween. Um, uh, so we <laughs> trying to get into the Christmas spirit with some uh, shitty Christmas movies, and there's plenty to choose from um and uh this one that we watched streaming on netflix is uh Lindsay lohan's return to cinema yeah i watched it too <laughs> oh it's that yeah. and what's it, it called and this is a not a recommendation to watch unless you're into just watching christmas movies and hallmark type movies yeah um <laughs> this is uh falling for christmas and um, essentially is like an overboard type story. Falling for Christmas, yeah, that's it. Where Lindsay Lohan plays like a rich uh, daughter to like a hotel conglomerate, and um, she, her, the hotel that her dad owns is right across the street or in the neighborhood of this like bed and breakfast type lodge run. Like it's more local, more, uh, more. Uh, it's like a cozy, yeah. less corporate. Yes, run by S- run, Snow Lodge. Run by a uh, widowed uh, dad who has a 
who has a daughter, a young daughter. Very, very cute, adorable little girl. Yes. She was fucking very adorable. Um, and uh, yeah, so it kind of turns into an overboard type situation where she gets in a skiing accident um, and uh, hits her head on a tree, which looked like it would have broken her neck um, <laughs> and she'd be left for dead. Um, she just hits her head. She loses her memory. She loses her name. Um, but she remembers like her mom and stuff like that, like long-term memories. Yeah. So she... She kind of, it's like kind of weird how they didn't explain that. There's no real explanation on no, it, actually. No. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense other than that she just forgets her name, remembers her mom, doesn't remember her dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this is why it's important to sew your name and social security number and most recent email address onto all of your underwear. Yeah. So uh, in, ca- yeah. in case you'd uh, get in an avalanche sort of uh, avalanche yeah. cause ski accident, people will know who you are. Yeah. yeah. And her, uh, boyfriend in this rich uh oh, rich world is like uh he's an influencer type guy um who's like a perez hilton sort of thing yeah exactly um perez and, hilton yeah yeah type of personality and um okay. it's uh but uh, you know she loses her memory uh, this guy the owner of the lodge finds her just laying in the snow by a tree um brings her back and uh to her lodge and then she's staying at the lodge in the meantime um and um you know she's like she's like i don't know who you are this is weird and then you know they slowly she gets acclimated to you know being friendly with him and then ultimately like falling in love with him and they essentially to exploit her uh her loss memory loss loss for uh, capitalistic stakes for yeah for Mm. free labor they literally slave her out they yeah (laughs) they're like all right you're cleaning (laughs) the lodge now yeah she learns to make a bed and then uh and then because you know she was a very spoiled uh child and uh, didn't have to do anything for herself oh so now they're just like taking their revenge well Uh, that's not more like that it's more like that's her arc yeah is that she turned from a spoiled person a spoiled child 30 plus year old child to a person who lost her memory and is like kind of relearning things and then relearned that you know life isn't uh life isn't like that for everybody i guess um she learns that she likes bacon yeah (laughs) like she i don't know it's it's weird it's very strange and and i mean it's all for the sake of the story obviously yeah, yeah. um and uh santa makes a cameo a few times Motherfucker with the most glorious teeth <laughs> santa's teeth now that santa looked like an alien yeah <laughs> that santa could have been a creature from another planet um and uh i wouldn't necessarily recommend it but if uh you're interested in watching uh hallmarky corny bad christmas movies then this is right up your alley <laughs> it's uh streaming on netflix i gave it a one star in letterbox <laughs> oh wow. i think i gave it one and a half it's just i mean it's just like funny i mean if you're you know half drunk you might enjoy it, <laughs> mm. it, it if it, it, i mean you know what you're getting yourself into when you're watching it so it's not like a surprise wait wait a second this isn't great cinema yeah um, but uh, yeah, that's whatever. It's uh, you know, sweet oh, I gave sort it, of. I gave it two stars. I'm sorry. You liked it a little <laughs> better than me. Yeah, um, halfway between you and Bree, she she gave it a three. Oh really? <laughs> that's a mid tier movie for her. She loves she loves <laughs> shitty Christmas comp movies. Uh, this doesn't really star anybody other than Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Jack Wagner sounds familiar, um, but uh, who plays the dad of Lindsay Lohan's character? But he's other, been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know anybody else. Um, so that's falling for Christmas. Um, you, you forgot the, to credit the Santa. He's my sleep paralysis demon. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just see, I wake up sometimes and see him standing in the corner and I can't move. 
And then in the same evening, uh, this was, uh, so I was, uh, I don't know if you could tell, I'm recovering from a, uh, a minor cold that I have. I avoided the COVID, even though I was surrounded by it. Yeah, man. Um, You're like Neo dodging bullets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in your life. I managed to just uh, get a common cold that lasted about uh, two days. I was out of work for two days. Uh, so I got a little mini Thanksgiving break, uh, luckily. Um, and okay. uh, so on the same night, I watched a movie that uh, we, has been in talks recently. I think Pete talked about it on this show, and then he talked about it on Force 5 draft thing that we did. Um, and this is uh, Dumb and Dumber. Um, oh, and the first, the new, the the, new one? No, the first one. Oh, you watched the original? The original one. Oh, cool, nice. And uh, just because, like, I don't know what it was. Uh, oh, no, because there's a Dumb and Dumber reference in... In not in the movie Falling for Christmas, but in the bloopers Falling for Christmas. Oh, is there? Yeah, because the the guy who plays the boyfriend goes, "We landed on the moon." And like there's <laughs> there's like a newspaper article that says my man lands on moon, oh, and then he sees it and he quotes Dumb and Dumber. Oh, so I was like, funny. "We should watch that right now." <laughs> and so it's not streaming anywhere, uh, so I had to rent it. But um, Dumb and Dumber, classic. Uh, uh, thought it was a Christmas movie just because his name is Lloyd Christmas, but it takes place in March. So, <laughs> what I mean, a last name. I mean, technically, it is a Christmas movie because it features a Christmas character. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the movie, and uh, fun fact, the movie takes place uh, during March. Because mm. in the bathroom stall uh, where Seabass comes and meets Jim Carrey, it says, Meet here on March 25th at 2 a.m. for a good time. <laughs> so, <clears throat> that's funny. And I never really got the, the um, amount of miles that they travel to get to colorado yeah. from rhode island yes which is rhode island to colorado it's about as far as you can get it's insane that's yeah. like over three thousand miles it's probably close to it yeah yeah because it's i mean it's almost cross country yeah not quite to california but it's uh that's crazy um and then the uh the next movie i watch a very uh seasonal uh a seasonal movie just it just happens to be seasonal not a uh, thanksgiving movie but uh and it's not a movie that is uh, nobody's seen, I don't think. Um, and this is uh, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, yes. All three it is a Thanksgiving movie. Yep. It is. They it, carved the turkey. They do. <laughs> Thanksgiving is in the movie as much as Christmas. There's is, a Thanksgiving parade where Macy Gray is playing. Yeah. As much as Die Hard is, or Christmas is in Die Hard. So it's like that much of a holiday movie. Mm. Try to say goodbye and I choke. Yeah. Um, weird time. Wait, and uh, yeah, we've all seen it. it. They're all streaming on Netflix. The first Sam Raimi Spider-Man's. Um, and so. Uh, oh, nice. Watch that. I haven't seen it in a long time. And uh, yeah, it's a just a super entertaining movie. It's uh, it's I mean, it's like as cheesy as like. The, the characters are so cheesy, like Spider-Man and the Green Goblin. Mm -hmm. Like when you see them on screen together, when they're on the, when they're on the rooftop, it looks like an old like TV show. <laughs> it does. It looks like the cartoon, the Amazing Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just super fun. Uh, very very quotable. Um, and uh, did it hold up as well as you remember? Yeah, it it takes it took me back to when I uh, saw it first in theaters because when I saw that movie, I was living in Placerville at the time. And, uh, there was only one, there's only one movie theater mm. in Placerville. Yeah. And it's like a century, uh, century theaters. Um, and, a, a fun fact, uh, our, uh, friend Adam Murphy, mm. he's from Placerville or lived in Placerville, mm. um, around that same time as I, I, I did. And he's about five, 
six years older than me. Mm-hmm. And um, he take your tickets. He might <laughs> pushed him down. He he <laughs> might have been working there when I lived there. Oh, because he worked at that movie theater. And uh, it, it was just a funny coincidence that uh, so funny that our paths might have crossed. Yeah, back, back in two thousand one or two thousand two. It's just like you've got mail. You yeah. don't even know you're on the same path. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But Spider Man one, uh, we don't really need to say a whole lot about it. Um, don't cry, plop girl. But it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, just super super fun. Oh, wonderful! And are uh, you gonna watch the second one now? Because that's objectively the better one. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, I kind of want to go through. I, I haven't seen Spider Man three in. So long, yeah. And I'm curious to see if it's better or worse than I uh, remember. Because I remember when it came out, being like everybody was like that that was uh, awful or whatever. Because yeah. it like it didn't live up to the second one. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm super curious to see if it's uh, if I am fond of it more or less. I still remember uh, Spider-Man Two, the scene where they're trying to cut Doctor Octopus's arms off, and he like wakes up. Mm-hmm. And the arms wake up, I guess. Oh yeah, that they, whole they scene. This, they is, have a mind of its own. They're so, it's so good. It's yeah. so yeah. it's so Raimi. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to watch it now. Wait, yeah. Which which uh, Nickelback did the first one, right? Nickelback did the or the second one. Uh, oh, the song. Yeah. Um I think it was the second one. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Mm. But I know Creed did one of them. I think oh, was it Creed? Oh, no, it was Nickelback. Yeah, sorry, it's Nickelback. Sorry, <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's they have like songs for uh, um, like the movie basically. Got like it, they yeah. made some, like uh, Dashboard Confessional. Oh, oh okay, yeah. gotcha. Dashboard Confessional did the second one. Oh, okay. So Nickelback was the first one. It must have been cool. Netflix. Uh, yeah, all of them are Netflix. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for streaming picks? All right, so um, my first streaming pick is a movie that I have seen many times but haven't seen in a while. So I wanted to I wanted to show Sabrina this movie for to see someone with fresh eyes okay. to watch it. And that is uh, 2006, The, De- the Departed. And I oh, think, I watched that this week too. Yeah, it's so good. I, I don't know if I would call it a seasonal movie, but... Um, it definitely fits the feel of fall. Um, so anyways, it's a, about an undercover cop and a mole and the police. Uh, they attempt to identify each other while infiltrating an Irish gang in South Boston. Um, yeah, this movie is just top tier, high class acting and directing. I, I can't get enough of it. Um, but like Javier said, um, this is a movie where I can put on the shelf and wait. It's like a fine wine. <laughs> um, directed by Martin Scorsese, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen. Uh, just a star-studded cast. And uh, this is streaming on HBO Max. Um, oh, I wanted to do some trivia for it, too. Okay. Um, let me see. I, I watched, we probably watch this movie once a month, maybe. Once every two months at this oh, nice. house. It's, it's become my fa- I think my favorite Scorsese movie yeah um so it won best picture um best achievement in directing best writing and adapted screenplay uh film editing and best performance by an actor in the supporting role Mark Wahlberg which is controversial yes. I fucking love Mark Wahlberg in this he's it's really he's, he's really a limited good. part and he's so funny but I've never I, seen a better rat yeah. Uh, <laughs> I recanted that statement, Joseph. <laughs> it lives in forever uh, on the inner tubes. 
After, so after watching it, I was thinking how ridiculous that idea was. <laughs> we were too. <laughs> well, I know, but like I was trying to like justify it to myself and uh, I just, I couldn't after this rewatch um, that I, I watched it last night actually. And I just, that was so dumb. That was so dumb. <laughs> Um, but you were probably watching it while you had Sabrina the Teenage Witch on your phone or something like that. Yeah, maybe so. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a controversial thing for the Academy to not even give Leo a chance for Best Actor or Jack Nicholson even. Or Well, no, Jack Nicholson would be, a, I guess, a <clears throat> supporting role. I think Nich Nicholson would be supporting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think I love Mark Wahlberg's performance in this movie. I just don't think he deserved that award. So Who? Mark Wahlberg. Oh, wait, did he? He won Best Supporting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was, I mean, they did sweep all of the main uh, awards, but it w w well deservingly, too. I just think that that one in particular, I just was not down with that. So that would have been the 2007 Academy Awards. Yeah, 2007 Academy Awards. Yeah. I guess I'm not mad about it. I just think it's undeserving. Like, it's good, but it's a little bit overacting, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, th I, think he, I think he played too much of an asshole. It's not believable, especially with Martin Sheen's character, like, allowing him to be like that. I feel like, have, had we known what Mark Wahlberg's achievements uh, in police were... He didn't win for it. He was nominated for it. Who? Mark Wahlberg was nominated for it. He didn't win. Oh, I guess uh, IMDb, IMDb is incorrect. I'm sure you probably Unless, just read it as oh, oh, yeah, because it was just winner, 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 winner. Jackie Earl Haley for Little Children is nominated. Juman Hunsu for Blood Diamond was nominated. Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy for Dream Girls. Mark Wahlberg for The Departed. And Alan Arkin won for Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, okay. Eh, I could, I could see it. He's pretty damn yeah. good in that, but he dies halfway through, so barely in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have I would have liked Mark Wahlberg over that, but then again, I'm not on the Academy. Yeah. And then there was a um, TV show that I watched on Hulu uh, called uh, "The Food That Built America." Um, mm -hmm. It's a History Channel uh, miniseries. Well, I actually I found out it isn't a miniseries. There's three seasons of it, but I did start watching the first season, and it's really compelling to know like about how these like major conglomerate uh, food companies. Were created like uh, Heinz, Coca Cola, Kellogg, um, CW. Uh, I think it was CW or Post. It was Post. Um, it's really interesting. I'm not going to get into that because uh, one, that's a TV show, and two, uh, I didn't pull it up. I just popped into my head as I was talking about The Departed, which did, is a little weird segue. Did they talk <laughs> about um, how the guy, the founder of Kellogg's, was uh, basically like a religious zealot? It was anti-masturbation and he wanted to make a food that was yes. so bland that it would keep you from yes. masturbating. Yes. I think yeah, he was, he was a, he was a, do, he was a doctor and he, yeah, he was definitely, um, his brother was trying to, um, make cereal for the first time and, uh, his other that's his, interesting and yeah. the, interesting and, line of thinking and the doctor was, and the doctor were like, he tasted it and he was just like, Feh, I don't need that. <laughs> Yeah. And basically, I'm not gonna masturbate now. I know. And basically, his doctor, like, brother, 
this cereal is so bland, I don't want to jerk off all year. <laughs> it's going to be no nut uh, 1857. <laughs> yeah, so basically his brother had to like swindle his way into like making the company and releasing the cereal. It, it's a lot. There's a, a lot of controversy and I don't know if it's totally historical, historically accurate, but um, it's very entertaining. So uh, check that out on Hulu, The Food That Built America. Okay, that's on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So for my streaming picks, I got a, <laughs> I got a, tr- a trio of weird ones. Um, mm. I've watched, I watched a ton of stuff this week. Um, um, a lot of it was kind of lackluster. Um, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. I'm going to blow through some. Okay. Where are we? Cause I got, I got my three good ones, but I got a bunch of bad ones. Um, I watched, uh, what women want the old, uh, the Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> Tra- trash really trash. yeah it was it's actually pretty it's actually pretty entertaining but god how far we've come <laughs> in 22 years what where he was the like supposed to be the protagonist he's barely likable throughout the whole movie and he went from like extremely misogynistic to just kind of misogynistic at mm. the end uh. and you're like wow let's fucking throw this guy a parade he did it <laughs> he's not he's not freaking basically calling every girl skirt or toots now and now you can watch the uh the what men want Oh shit! The remake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched uh, the Perfect Storm, uh, which was uh, oh, the. Oh yeah. Is it the Perfect Storm or a Perfect Storm? The Perfect Storm. Okay. The Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, George Clooney and uh, John C. Riley, William Fickner, all, all kinds of. I saw that movie in the theaters with my mom, Diane Lane, and I was like, I was a kid when I saw that, bro, very young, and I was like, what? I was like, the end. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's based off a historical. Incident. I didn't know that. I, didn't. <laughs> I know it's based off a historical incident where these fishermen in Gloucester, Massachusetts, outside of Boston, uh, went out in against a giant storm and died in the storm. And the first half of the first whole act of the movie is setting up all these relationships that the people have in real life. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you're, you're literally this is going to be tragedy porn. The whole thing is just going to be yeah. freaking just like sorrow until the end, and then more sorrow. Yeah. And then they st- and then after they die, there's a whole like funeral scene for him yeah. too, which is even sadder. Oh, Jesus! So, anyways, don't watch that. Don't watch it. No, oh. yeah, you could totally skip that. Well, so you didn't like it? It was fine. Okay. I, I, why would I like ever want to go into that movie though? It's like, but was it a good movie? Um, it was. Uh, but aside that, it, it was fine. En- it was entertaining. <laughs> it was fine. Okay, it was entertaining. Um, there was some decent. It felt like a classic America like American cinema, like it was so schlocky, uh, yeah, yeah. but it's almost like heroizing the people. Like it's like canonizing them as like, but don't they go out against the, like somebody goes, don't go out there. Everybody says, that. I know, don't go everybody out says that they go out there just to get more fish. Cause George Clooney's a shitty captain and he, he didn't catch enough fish the first time he went out. It's just like, go screw. Yeah. Michael Ironside's like, you better get some fish boy. And he's like, I'll get as many fish as you fucking want. And they, I'm going to take my crew out and then takes them all out and kills them all. <laughs> that's the story that's the whole story so why um, should i feel bad i know it's i don't know it's just weird so anyways um the so the good stuff that i watched this week um number one bram stoker's dracula again did i talk about it last week not last week but no. you have brought it up yes i watched it again it's streaming now on amazon prime this movie's so fucking good love this movie it's so good the entire thing is saw is practical in camera effects so i'm not going to spend a ton of time about it because most people know that what, yeah. what the movie is the reason specifically why i'm bringing it up because the terrible accent from keanu reeves is very reminiscent to the terrible accent of the main character of this week's review movie 
unplaceable i have no <laughs> idea where the accent is supposed to be from or where it actually like feels like it's from um other than that the movie is uh, dynamite yeah per- damn near per- perfect movie i fucking love it. it's so over the top and ridiculous out of pocket yeah the makeup on dracula is just in they it, have like it was when I first saw it, it was super jarring because, like, when I think of Dracula, like, I think of the classic Bela Lugosi Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I saw uh, uh, Gary Oldman, yeah, Gary, uh, Oldman. Gary Oldman's Dracula, I was just like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Who 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 would associate with that decrepit old fool? Well, they have like there's like ten iterations. Yeah, there's like of Dracula versions of him. There's like him in his gray suit where he's like, I have crossed oceans of time to find you. <laughs> to his uh, to uh, what's her name? Went on a rider. Oh yeah, and uh, he's got that like fucking drip, like centuries of drip, where he's just in yeah. that like gray top hat. Who directed that? Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. And it was a really high budget movie and they did all the special effects in it were like throw. Yeah, it was Coppola. Um, and it was like throwback to classic American cinema where they do like um, split diopter. They yeah. have like um, backlighting instead of green screening. <clears throat> there's miniatures. There's like shadow play and stuff. It's, yeah. it's so fucking Well, the great. intro of that movie is insane. Oh, the yeah. With the the old time old timey yeah. battle. Yeah. With the red battle armor, yeah, mm-hmm. which was repurposed in the cell. Tarsum sings the cell. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, that's uh, streaming on Amazon Prime. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Nice. If for some reason you haven't seen it, just go watch it. It's it's transcendent. Yeah, uh, it's so fucking good. Which also came out in the nineties. Uh, yeah, ninety two. Um, and then um, a more recent movie which came out this year. It's called Duel. D U A L, like two of something. Duel. Mm. Streaming on Hulu. This is by uh, written and directed by Riley Stearns, who did um, oh the art of self defense. That's uh-huh. it. So Riley Stearns is an interesting character. I don't I haven't seen much of his stuff, and um, this movie is has a tone that I think half the people are really going to hate, mm-hmm. half the people are going to love. It's like Yorgos Lanthimos the lobster mixed with her from um, Spike Jones. But that sounds like up my alley. Yeah, it's somewhere in between. It's not as depressing and like. D- dour and demure as the lobster but it's definitely not as like vibrant and high production and like polished and fanciful as her is and you're kind of led to believe it's set in the somewhat distant future like black mirror-esque where it's like we don't have flying cars and shit Mm -hmm. but we have the technology to clone yourself and the plot is that when you when you die or you're about to die you can choose to buy a clone and the clone is fully your age it looks mm-hmm. exactly like you now today you don't have to grow it or anything you just go to the thing mm. and you pick it out and then boom you have the clone and it's here with you but it doesn't have any of your memories so it has to shadow you for a period of time <laughs> to learn what you like what you don't like and introduce them to your like loved ones and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that when you die they have you still there it's supposed to lessen the the, the grief of having a loved one die so it just that, that's a weird concept that i needed to play around with because what if you're like elderly like what if all like so everyone's just buying clones and like they're just elderly clones the elderly clones they they i don't see just like i don't you don't see one elderly clone in the whole time it's more like for people that were taken before their time so so karen gillum is the main character in this and from no, no no nebula no, oh, okay. From uh, I, I was thinking of Taryn Killiam from Saturday Night Live. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Karen Gillum. She's the uh, one who plays um, Nebula in 
the Guardians of the oh, Galaxy. The, yeah, the she's blue one. Uh, Doctor Who. She's in uh, one of the seasons of Doctor Who. Is she? Yeah. And she's also in like uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. It came out last year, I think. She was in uh, the Jungle Cruise remake. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I always get her mixed up with, um, what's her name? The girl from Mad Men um, in like Community. Oh, uh, January Jones. No, January. No, 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 the Burnett one. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, so, she's, uh, so she basically gets uh, diagnosed with an incurable disease. And the doctors tell her in no uncertain terms, you are going to die. What's the chances of survival? Zero. And they're like, you have rabies. Yeah. she's <laughs> No, they actually tell her the chances are 98%. And she's like, well, then there's a 2% chance. And she, they go, well, that's the margin of error, 2%. So it's a, guarantee, it's a guaranteed death sentence. And you don't find out what the name of the disease is. They just oh, say, I see. it's in your stomach. It's going to kill you. It's one of those. Things. It's one of those. Yeah. It's kind of like American pickle. Um, <laughs> so... She decides to replicate. She gets the clone. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like two, three weeks after she has the clone, uh, she is told that they were wrong and she's going to survive. <laughs> so what happens when you have two, because you can't have two of the same person, you have your double and you have yourself, the government says... Fight to the death. Well, you have to you have to deactivate the clone. But since the clone is sentient, there is a, in certain instances where the clones will say, well, I don't want to be deactivated. I think that I should be live the life of this person. They're not cyborgs or anything no, like that. They're living they're, humans. They're humans. They're living humans, yeah. Okay. DNA. I'm rep- not the clone. You're a clone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, neither but, of them have the mustache, so it's really hard to tell. It's like that so, Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. Very much so. It's like uh, the so. sixth day. I don't I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's a Arnold Schwarzenegger clone movie. Oh, he okay. goes, I'm not the clone. You're oh, that's the what clone. that's from. Yeah. <laughs> so, in instances of that, what happens is if the devil can cannot agree to be deactivated, they fight to the death. Yes, actually, actually fight to the death. Oh my god! And they get one year to prepare. So, oh my god! So most of the movie is her training with a. A, a martial arts person. <laughs> what? They're training with a martial arts person played by Aaron Paul, who is Aaron Paul. Who is, spe- <laughs> who is specifically his one business is to train people to fight their doubles. So he has all these things like he has her fight with like a knife against a dummy, but the dummy has a mirror on its head, so it like looks like her. Oh, and it's like shows her video like f- pictures and video footage of like mortal injuries and interesting. It's it's very strange. It's like it's the, wild. Yeah, and it's like there is no pomp and circumstance to this. It's not like they do it in front of like a freaking coliseum. It's done, <laughs> you, it's usually done on like the football field of like a high school or something. And they're is like somebody glad, monitor. Yeah, there's a government ag- agent like efficient there in the middle. And what they do is there's a, a like a sheet like a cover between the two sides of the football field down mm-hmm. the middle. And there's two sets of tables with identical weapons. There's five weapons on there that are randomized weapons and you like get guns and stuff. There's usually a gun or some sort of projectile, like a crossbow or something. And then like a whip or a knife a or a whip? blade or poison. <laughs> a whip poison. Fight. Can yeah. you imagine that? A whip fight. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it's funny you say that. So, and then, um, you get one minute to view your weapons and then the, curtain falls it's like a video game yeah the, the, cur- <laughs> the curtain falls and then you guys are fighting each other and that's it and it's a fight to the death oh my god so this, this I, is definitely up my alley it is so weird though so you may just hate the tone because everyone is like listless with no emotion it sounds like a comedy gotta say. it is a comedy okay for sure i don't know if it's explicitly like written as a comedy like a dark comedy very dark comedy yeah, yeah. um it says comedy drama sci-fi thriller so this is a future where people have no emotion like equilibrium some people have emotion, but it's very, it's like, for example, the, uh, she goes to a support group. She takes her double 
to or the double takes her to a support group, mm-hmm. which are doubles and or originals that killed their double and or original in the duel. And now they're like fucked up and they're having this support group about like PTSD, PTSD about yeah. having to kill yourself basically, which is like right <laughs> up Tyler's alley. And in it, their two are sitting side by side with each other. And the efficient, like the main guy is like, um, everyone's talking. And at some point he goes, hi, welcome to the group. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm the leader. I'm here to make sure that everybody keeps on task with their conversations and it doesn't get out of control. Also, I'm going to be the one that leads us in the art, the uh, arts and crafts se- segment. There's food in the back why don't we do the arts and crafts right now? And you're like, I've never had somebody explain what their job title is in one of these like (laughs) group settings before. It's just like all the exposition comes from the characters, but it doesn't feel like a clever writing written exposition dump. It's just, that's how people talk in this world. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very stilted and like like Yorgos Lanthimos esque. Interesting. So yeah, so I watched that. It's on Hulu called dual D U A L, which is a dual meaning. Love the concept. Because they duel at the end. Yeah. Um, the last duel, and that's the, the, whole, the whole me. The, yeah, the whole movie is leading up to that. It starts with a duel too, so you see it. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, yeah. So it's a it's a wild movie. Um, some people hated it. I freaking loved it. Um, and then last one is a American classic, written or directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Clint Eastwood. Oh, this is called High Plains Drifter, um, mm. streaming on Showtime right now. <clears throat> I was having a discussion with um, D.W. Lumberg of the Nostalgia Cast podcast on Twitter, and he says that he hates Tombstone. Do not invite me onto your podcast to talk about Tombstone because there's a chance I'm going to rip it apart, even if it's your favorite movie. Mm. And I told him, and he says, uh, "What Unforgiven is his favorite. I watched Unforgiven like two weeks ago for the first time. Eh, it's all right. So I got into this whole like... Is he a listener? Uh, I don't know if he listens or not. We're, we're Twitter friends and we interact quite a bit, but... Okay. I don't know if he listens to the show and I, I unforgiven was fine. It was like Clint Eastwood, old man falling off a horse for an hour and like nothing <laughs> happens. And then, um, so we had this whole discussion with me and him and another person, I think it was Joseph Bridges actually about the best American classics and high plains drifter came up. Mm-hmm. I've heard about this movie before. I, I never watched it. I wasn't sure if this was true, but I heard the synopsis was something like, um, a nameless roaming cowboy, who is essentially the devil, comes to a town, rapes their women, abuses the town, and he's the hero, which is more or less the actual plot. Oh, okay. So Akira Kurosawa has a movie called Yojimbo, which is a roaming samurai that comes to town, and there's two gangs. There's the bad guy gang, supposedly, and the good guy gang, supposedly. Mm -hmm. And he plays both sides against each other to try to get as much money to be their hired hand, this samurai. Um, And this is kind of like that, but there's not two gangs. The town hires him to protect them mm-hmm. from this bad gang that's going to come back. They're about to get let out of prison, and the town's the people who send them to prison. So they're going to come back, and they, well, we're going to get out. We're going to come back here and raise hell. Uh-huh. And they don't have anybody to protect them. So Clint Eastwood gets hired to protect him because he blows like three people away the second he comes into town. And they're like, oh, great, he's a gunfighter. And they literally give him the keys to the castle. They tell him, you can have anything you want, anything you want. It's free. And he literally, like... He, there's a little, like a little person there who's this, he gets kind of abused by the whole town, Mordecai. He Mm. makes him the sheriff. He makes him the mayor. He buys rounds of alcohol and whiskey for the entire town. And the bartender's like, oh great, it'll be, you know, $12. And he goes, my money's no good here. And they're like, oh, you voted on it, friend. He's, he's here to save us. So he's, everybody's got to pay the kitty. And he basically takes advantage of everybody in the entire town, Mm. including raping two women. Oh, geez. Yes. Wait, this is. 
Clint Eastwood. Okay. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I was like, this is Yojimbo still? <laughs> no, this is, no, this is a, it's just very parallel, very similar to Yojimbo, which is the story that's been told a billion times. And a lot of those old Westerns kind of ripped off Kurosawa. Yeah. This is pretty great. It's pretty great. It's a very entertaining movie. But I was very conflicted because you're like, is he the good guy? Oh. Is he the protagonist? The who anti-hero? I, who I just saw rape this woman? Like, no bones about it. Straight up raped her. And I don't know if he's a good guy he, if he did that. Well, he's a stand, He's like an allegory for the devil, I think, ultimately, too. Oh, okay. So I think what happened is the town is corrupt in some way, and he's back, He's there as vengeance. Oh, I see. Oh, vengeance. Okay. There is a secret in the town, too. <laughs> so I won't say, like, everything that happens, but it is, it's fun to watch these, like, shitty people, cowards in this shitty town, kind of get taken advantage of by this lone drifter. Yeah. And it's like... I don't know. It's a it's a weird movie, but an even worse guy. Yeah, it, it's a it's very good. I really liked it quite a bit. Uh, had its shades of like I saw the devil, or I guess I saw the devil has like shades of this because there's a whole cat and mouse aspect where he's yeah. fucking with the people and then fucking with the pe- the guys that are going to be coming to kill uh-huh. the townspeople. It's okay. it's pretty it's pretty wild. All right. So that is streaming on Showtime called High Plains Drifter. Um, you guys got anything else? Um, nope. Well, I was going to say, you mentioned I saw the devil while describing this movie. Like, in the end, you realize the special forces police guy, like, is just as cruel as um, the main protagonist. I suppose. So, like, I can see what you're saying because he's um, he's like the, he's made to be the protagonist. However, he's, well, he's just not really that great. I won't get into it anymore, but. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I, I have nothing else. Okay, cool. So, that is till next time. Thank you so much, listeners, for following us along as we talk about our streaming picks, our Gavin Chatter. Follow us later on in the week as we review Woman Walks Ahead. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast, and send us an email, mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at podcastmcfc and on TikTok at middleclassfilmclass. And please follow us on Instagram at Middle Class Film Class and leave us a voicemail, why don't you, at 209-730-6010. And thank you everyone on Twitch who is uh, watching along through Stab Comedy. means a lot. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. I started, I started this company. company.